one of the NPCs activities for hanging out was um, pick weeds in their garden while they complain at me for three hours. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we talk about our adventures in Project Gorgon, which is a one-of-a-kind MMO. If you'd like to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash pod. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Brett. How you doing today, Brett? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. So, it's got you picking up your mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I uh, I there for a second. I had to think really quick if sticks were an item that you could pick up early on in the game, like because uh, because like a lot of survival crafting games have. And so I like I thought I had to like think for a second to see if that was in there. But yeah, no, you it, get it's wood, not, but it's not. Yeah, you get wood. It's not sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. played Project Gorgon. Yay! Yay! Yay. I'm pl- hey! 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 I'm playing an MMO. Yeah, yeah. It's an MMO episode, and it's not just me. How wonderful. <laughs> it only took three years. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're already done with it. So yep. we're, <laughs> we're going to talk about how done I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I've mentioned Project Gorgon on episodes in the past, just kind mm-hmm. of loosely. Um, but we've never done an episode on it, and... I am really excited that you played it, even if it's not going to be the way that you uh, live your life from now on is only playing Project <laughs> Gorgon, um, because it is such a different MMO than really any other I've played. I mean, we did the MM- How Many MMOs is Too Many episode not that long ago, and right. I went five, I think, that, you know, I think a big point I made in that was that those were all unique games that had their own mm, way to offer it. Gorgon is definitely unique, but it's it's unique because it's a throwback to mid 2000s MMOs while being a very fresh and modern game. In a lot yeah, so it throws me off. Yeah, a lot because um, I did not have that because my experience with throwback MMOs was out of pure unbridled rage. Um, wow. Because... <laughs> That's a pretty intense. I don't know how much we've talked about how uh, the heyday age of early MMOs stripped all of my friends away from me. I you've told me before that you used to hate WoW, yeah, because your friends all started playing it and you didn't care. And so WoW specifically, WoW, my hatred was because of Warcraft three and StarCraft two. Okay. Um. So I I started like an early hatred of Blizzard in general. Yeah, but ever paid off 20 years later. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about that some, too, because that's a thing. Um, And uh, but like, yeah, so EverQuest and like Ultima Online and Mm. um, what was the other really big one around the time? There's another EverQuest era. I mean, there's there's Asheron's Call. Maybe there's. Dark Age of Camelot. There's I think it really original... just was mostly the original EverQuest. Yeah, uh, probably. I, ha- I knew a lot of people that got into like the beta or got in on the ground floor 
I knew a guy that sold a bunch of beta character stuff um, on eBay before eBay had rules against selling digital items uh, and made a lot of like bought his first brand new car <laughs> in cash in full and had like a wicked PC setup uh, right. because of, of the money that he made selling beta character stuff on eBay. Um, and like another friend that like we were super close and we played games and like he had like a Sega CD and stuff. And I remember kind of, you know, going his as like a PlayStation one and stuff. And we would play all sorts of games. And then, yeah, uh, he's, he's the guy that like taught me how to play, really taught me how to play magic the gathering. Like there was mm. like playing magic, the gathering in junior high. And I was like, no, that's a dumb game. And he's like, yeah, okay. But let me see like how you build a deck. And I showed him, he's like, okay, so here's, we're going to learn about combos today. <laughs> right. And like how to, how to really build a deck. Yeah. And, uh, and then yeah, EverQuest came out and I just, he just stopped talking to me. <laughs> it was like yeah well i mean like if you want to hang out we can play everquest and i was like yeah, yeah. I, I can't i can't like afford that like i'm trying to like save up money to like leave my parents house and stuff and he's like well i don't know what to tell you i'm i'm gonna go play everquest it's really good i'm like yeah okay fine so like that that basically between several losing several friends to pe- going out and people going and playing mmos while like i'm working i'm working at burger king to pay off like my car and you know not not because i'm getting cool things but like because i'm literally becoming an adult now like yeah i don't get to spend my my burger money on fun things (laughs) i don't have a budget for i mean i'll just be i'll just be i'll just rip the band-aid off this one um for me it was called credit cards so yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah, i I was lucky i didn't do that i didn't do that yeah uh but uh yeah so i just i i was like well mmos are the worst thing ever mm. <laughs> for a long long time um so, but all of that is to say i didn't like i really didn't get to play a lot around in the low poly early era of mmos yeah so gorgon it, it, i mean you can turn the settings up certainly the default settings look pretty, pretty old yeah, yeah when i found when i found you could turn the settings up i was like okay this is a little better <laughs> right um but it intentionally looks like those old games what i what i i think the best way to describe it is that it it, it aesthetically captures what those old games looked and felt like in a lot of ways but it delivers on the promise that those games sought to make but yes. ultimately couldn't because the technology wasn't quite there yet. Well, and just um, the game development wasn't there either. People didn't even know what people yeah. wanted, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but in a game like EverQuest, you know, a lot of the time, I mean, you don't know the map. And, and there's just a lot of time kind of exploring and right. figuring stuff out. And it's before the age of wikis and all of yep. this, you know? Um, and so Gorgon just, it has a ton of... It is the ultimate onion of a game. Oh my god, yeah. It's like, oh, what did you want to do? Well, first you have to do this, and then you go to do that, and it's like, well, before you can do that, you have to do the other thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh. And then, just to do something that you thought maybe you would do tonight, <laughs> now yes. is a week-long project, yeah. and at the end if, of the week, if you can you're lucky, yeah. if you're lucky, <laughs> like, armor dying starts with, well, what kind of armor? Right. Because dyeing metal armor is a different skill from dyeing cotton or leather. Like, there's three different skills to armor dyeing. 
Right. And right there, you've got the first step in the oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to do cheese making, you have to level up your reputation with someone that I think likes, they might, I don't know what else they like, but they like dairy stuff. Mm-hmm. But the only dairy stuff I knew how to get, I guess I could have bought it from the market, from the player's market or something. But the only thing I knew how to farm myself is milk from a cow. Mm-hmm. But there's only a handful of cows that I know where they are. Right, yeah. So I can only get like maybe five milk in an hour. Yep. And I'm not doing that religiously. So really it's like five to ten milk a day is yeah. probably how much I can collect. Um, and then as soon as then you eventually unlock cheese making and you learn the skill of cheese making and the very first recipe requires a cloth that's made a cheesecloth that's made by tailoring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. All right. Good enough. Well, and then there's others that require like leather working or other yeah. like all of the skills. It's not just you don't just need one additional skill like right. beer making. Like you got to have really high level wood making to make the the casks. But to make a cask, you also have to have fairly high level metal working to <laughs> make the, the iron bands that go around them and to get and the the higher level bands require rare more rare metals that you can only get through pretty high level cartography and like Survey uh, surveying yeah like and then mining is a separate skill from surveying. Uh-huh. yeah surveying so j- you can find it find stuff mining is actually the uh, yeah act of collecting it um and that's all crafting i found a guy the other day an npc the other day that teaches hammers and in order to unlock the hammer skill you have to have 20 in either carpentry or armor smithing Oh, wow. Blacksmithing, one of the yep. two. Metalworking, I don't know, whatever. One of the metal ones. <laughs> yeah, but the problem like, is those are all actually just different skills. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't remember which one, but yes. Um, so the, the, the truth is, and this speaks back to something that we talked about a few episodes ago, um, maybe the MMO episode, though, but where whenever a game is competitive and it's online, which I guess to be competitive, it kind of has to be, the the unique oniony mechanics get ripped away by the internet the, mm-hmm. the wikis and the reddits and the the guides all of that strip away the mystery as fast as possible so that everyone can be competitive right gorgon there's technically a mode you can a room you can enter where you can fight each other but largely gorgon does not feature pvp Correct. in any meaningful way um so the community and the community is also very little um but the community goes out of its way to not spoil things even in when chatting in game yeah um and if you pull up the wiki page it will just say you know this contains all this information but to some extent you're ruining the game for yourself if you're spending a lot of time here right um which I think is true, and so I actually have not spent very much time at all. At the I spent wiki. a medium amount of time on yeah. the wiki. Like there are quite a few things that I wikied. I definitely will just keep up the maps that have like the names of all the NPCs. Yeah, because I'm not gonna. I was I was working like you have the map pins that you can make, and then you're limited on how many of them you can put per map based on your cartography skill. But I didn't feel like that. There's too much on a map and not enough pins that especially when you get to the first like big kind of city town, the first big fort and Serbel, uh, there's too many people there. 
And so I, I, I like I couldn't put 500 pins on one fort and then figure out how I was like, no, I'm just going to the wiki for that. Right, <laughs> I don't remember right. these people's names. I know that this guy is here and I know that he's somewhere in here. But I don't remember his name or which house is his. Right. Like, it was too overwhelming at first. So, yeah. So, I mean, as someone who's not a big MMO, like you said, you know, uh, oftentimes you wouldn't even be interested in trying an MMO. Right. If you try it, it's unlikely that you stick with it. So what was it, if only for a time even, but the, with Gorgon that kind of hooked you in? Um, I mean, the lead definitely was like a battle chemist, right? Yeah. Um, but that, <laughs> <laughs> that requires uh, any combat skill to 50 and alchemy to 50. Um, and alchemy to 50 is a long road. Yeah. Like, especially because I got stuck. Like, I got stuck in a part where I, like, knew... That was where I got into the wiki some. Is I needed... I didn't have a recipe for something that I could make for alchemy that I was above, like, level 10. And so, then uh, until, like, level 25, which I had several recipes in a storage chest that got me, like, t- several 20, 25, and 30 recipes all on a chest. But nothing from 10 on. So I wasn't earning any XP for the stuff that I was crafting and the materials that I was using to craft those things were kind of expensive. Right. And so I was like, I can't. And I I was like, all right, I need there's got to be something in between. There is. And all the recipes for this stuff like drop in the crypt. Right. Hmm. Or you could pick them up as as vendor. Other people have vendored them. Right. And so I'm going to the vendors like every hour I'm finding all sorts of cool stuff to buy off the vendors that I I think I turn around and like sold the players later, Um, but was not getting the one thing that I needed. Right. And so I was going into the same dungeon and I couldn't do the whole dungeon, but the very first room of the dungeon had like four or six of the, the guy that I needed that dropped the thing. Yeah. So it's just farming this one spot of one dungeon. Yep. For a, a long time. Um, and kind of like aggressively out farming. I mean, anybody else that came down there, if they came down and I noticed, I'd like run and check the room real quick to see if I could like, like, I'm sorry. I, the, you get the whole rest of the dungeon. I'm going to kill these four guys. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I think I ended up buying it off of, and I was advertising in like trade. It's a low level, quote unquote, lower level item. So it wasn't in any of the player shops. It wasn't. Right. You know, nobody had it for trade. Nobody was in trade chat looking for it. Nobody cared about me. Um, and I eventually went and did other stuff. Yeah. Because I, I got bored. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll go find. Maybe I'll get higher level. Or I didn't like. I think what, what really happened, I'm pretty sure, was I switched my fighting styles. Ah. And... Uh, spent a real long time thinking. I was like, all right, well, I don't want this fighting style because you and I had played and I was like unarmed and men- psychic or mentalism or something, psychology. And I was like, well, this is okay, but I don't, it's just not me. Um, and so while I work up towards alchemy, I want something that it has a little bit better like AOE damage, like because I had two single target damage skills. I was like, I want something like single target and AOE because I'm trying to kill these four things over and over. Right. And they're like, it's hard because I am fighting them one at a time. 
So I picked up, I like spent some time on the wiki researching skill combos and what I could get and what I had access to. And I was like, knife fighting fire. And that seems like a good combo, but that effectively resets me to level zero. Yeah. And so I start the whole loop over again, but now in a way that like, I know more about, like I'm, I'm already just a good, I don't know, 40 hours in at that point. Like, cause I, and I don't know what, I don't know exactly what it was that hooked me to get me. Cause I had played once with you before. Yeah. I'd played through the whole tutorial Island and didn't care. Yeah. Second time around. I don't know. I, I think it may have just been scratching the kind of survival game, like crafting game itch without survival game. Right. Once I really realized how deep the crafting mechanics went, I think I started to enjoy it as a literally every item is useful game yeah and i i think some of that too was like understanding the favor system the favor system is fascinating um i say fascinating that's too strong of a word but so in in like wow for example in a lot of games you have npc factions that you'll build up a reputation with and once you get certain reputation then they'll sell you a powerful item or whatever um in gorgon that idea is applied not literally every NPC, but to just the majority about, of NPCs. Yeah, yeah. All, all just about every NPC that you can interact with on any gainful level has the favor system. But I, in fact, I'm trying to think of anything that is an NPC that you can't kill that doesn't have favor. <laughs> um, I mean, there's like the Penot guy in Serbuel that gives the random quest. You can't get favor with him. That's fair. That's fair. There's the chick that lives with Ivan on the farm. Okay, she doesn't yeah, have she favor. Doesn't have favor. That's fair. That's, that's fair. what I mean. Like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a few, but they're not. Yeah. That is, they are the exception. Vast majority though is yeah. so, so basically each individual NPC has a few quests you can do, but they don't really amount to that much favor that you can gain from. Right. Them. Maybe you get them up to their first favor level. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, and then after that, it's just all gifting them stuff and they all have different things that they like kind of a la Stardew Valley or something, that idea of a system. Yeah. Um, you can easily tell what they like though. Like it, you, when you, yeah, for the most them, part, it, it, it tells you like the four things that they'll, that they like, like, love, hate, dislike. Yeah. But even there are some that like, depending on the thing within that area, like it's not always super clear how much favor you're going to get off of an item that you can give them. Well, and it matters on the value of it, right? Like if you give, if someone likes gems and you give the level one gem, Versus the level 20 gem, mm -hmm. you get way more favor, the more valuable the item is right that way, too. Um, but yeah, so, so to your point, every item is useful because, I mean, on some level, you can vendor everything just to make coin, which is what right. you would do in most games with most of the loot. But in this, yeah, like you can vendor it, but that's actually like the lowest use tier. Yeah, that's it. that's the last resort thing as you sell stuff. Yeah, because yeah, like I would end up collecting like. I'll vendor all of the low and middle tier armor and chest pieces, right? But necklaces, even if it's a white necklace, I'm going to hang yep. on to it because I'm going to gift it to the, the garden girl or whatever. Right. You know. And there's, I think there's like three NPCs that I can think of off the top of my head that all like necklaces. So. Right. Yeah. So you pick one and you like, and so once I understood, it, it really was understanding the favor system and understanding also, I guess, partially how that relates to storage. 
Yes. Like once I got that and was able to hold on to more items and like like you're already kind of in the loop at that point once you're doing that. Yeah. But that's what the, that's the first loop that actually kind of got me really hooked was like I think the first time I played I was just overwhelmed by how much was in the game. Yeah. Um and the second time I actually got far enough to get to an and like Serbal Hills is is neat, but I died really fast, and I didn't I didn't have a fun time out there. But going to Serbal, as overwhelming as it was, once I got through that bit, that's where I was starting to finally get hooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's insane. You know, we've talked about the amount of skills, but it's just. I mean, I, I don't know the list of skills that's in like, the game. I don't know two hundred something. Most of those are not combat skills, although I think right. they have like 70 combat skills. Um, um, I don't know that it's that high, actually. Yeah. I think that there's only like uh, like 25 or 30 raw combat, like actual slottable combat skills. Yeah, it looks like it looks like that is because that was what it, that's what happened when I was looking for like all the cro- like I want to yeah. not that I wanted to min max. I just wanted a good combo. Right. And. But there's not all of the rest of them are crafting either. There's a lot of yes skills that just provide bonuses in various things. Well, and a lot of bonuses the... to other skills. Yeah, like so. For example, I think most of the skills. And I think there are some exceptions where it's a lower number, but most of the skills by default you can level to fifty. Right. But then. You can get like you like I level up gardening and that gives skills to foraging. Right. So then my foraging can actually be 52 out of 50 or whatever. Right. Yeah. You can over level a skill by using other skills because that number is utilized in like the roll and the check for what you get when you do certain things. And some of them even will unlock additional abilities at those. Yeah. Sometimes you can get. Yeah. As you get it up to like 60 and 70, you can get abilities. out of it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and the way the combat skills work is you don't pick a class. I mean, kind of like you were talking about, you mm-hmm. wanted to be a battle maid or battle alchemist. It's not possible when you start. Um, so you started out as unarmed in psychology, but then you can easily switch to, in your case, knife fighting and fire magic. And you don't lose anything with unarmed and psychology. Nope, I could table. switch back at any, like when I played with you, I switched back to unarmed psychology because it was higher level there and we right. could do a bigger dungeon together. Yep. Um, well, and and you can even, I mean, you can switch out. I don't think you can switch out mid fight. No, but, mostly because you can't switch gear right. while fighting. But you can change. Um, you can easily swap out between pulls. Yeah. Um. So in a dungeon. Well, and there's once you get any combat skill, I think spoilers. There's a few Project Gorgon spoilers that things that they probably wouldn't say in <laughs> chat. Uh. But once you get to like level twenty five, you unlock the ability to have a what is it like an armor set like yeah like a template a template yeah you can and you get like the first two and you can get more later yeah but yeah you you can use that to just slot in all of your gear and whatever primary and secondary fighting styles you have in there all into that template yeah um but yeah it's i don't know it it's pretty remarkable and you can combine any of the skills that you want like Mm -hmm. you don't have to you're not locked down by anything I don't know that you could do two animal skills at once, I guess. That's probably a no. Yeah, that's but... the only thing that I don't think you like. I don't think you can have cow and deer. 
That's funny you say that because that's the next thing that I was going to say. It was like a big draw too. was seeing like, man, I want rabbit ice magic. Like, yeah. So what we're talking about, you know, in WoW, for example, you can turn into an animal as a druid or as a shaman. Um, So that's not a completely new idea. But in Gorgon, largely, at least when you turn into the different animals, you don't have a button to just turn back out. Yeah, no. (laughs) uh, supposedly, and guess, those animals are their own fighting style level yes. one to 50. Yep. Yeah. Cow is like the tank deer is mm-hmm. like an off tank. Um, I think bunny is support. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Maybe it's I, no damage. bunny is DPS. Uh, pig is crowd control and support. There you go. I think like, I think yeah, that's true. Um, but the, the reason that you can't just do that is because when you go into the towns as the animals, the majority of the NPCs won't talk to you because mm-hmm. You're an animal. You're an animal now. Um, so, it, well, and like I, I was reading on their blog the other day, you know, they, they have a couple of additional races that they intend to introduce that are advanced races. So, when you start the game, you can pick human, elf, or cat person. Currently, you can unlock fairy, but you have mm-hmm. to do that with a, in the game. Yep. So, it would have to be a new character. And supposedly, down the line, they're going to add orc and dwarf. Um, I think orc maybe this year at some point. Oh, wow. But they said that playing an orc character, a question was asked that is, can, will people be able to race change? Right. And they said, we probably wouldn't let someone change from an, like, for example, no gender and appearance. Yes. But actual race at this time, they think no, because like as an orc, if you like, if you leveled up to max level as a human and then switched to orc, then you've kind of foregone a lot of the challenges of orc because orcs actually aren't popular in most of the towns, just like the, right. Enemy. Yeah. So you struggle to like interact with the game as you would expect as an orc. Um, anyway, so I just thought that was interesting that they were going to build that into a race mm-hmm. <laughs> choice, this difficulty getting into towns and stuff. Um, but, but again, like almost no other games are taking those kinds of risks. Or, right. Or- well, I mean like the fairies have a whole death mechanic that's, pretty punishing yeah like like it's just is an advanced race it's it like they get i think they start with a couple of high level skills um like they start with two of their skills at like 25 and some other special stuff that you like a set of gear or whatever but then past that like if you die outside of the fairy realm you just have to go back to the fairy realm unless there's like a death anchor or something like wow yeah it's and that's why you'll see that like in like events and stuff it'll say this counts as a as a death anchor and i didn't know what that meant and that's, huh. for the, that's so that the fairies can respawn there <laughs> and wow, participate in the world events there are dungeons you go into so the dungeons are not they're like old school mmo dungeons where it's an instance in that it's you know you, you do have a loading screen between the world map that you're on and the dungeon map but it's not an instance like it is in you know, Final Fantasy 14 or WoW or any of those games where your group gets their own private instance copy of the dungeon and anyone that's not in your group that goes in gets a separate copy of it. So you don't see people outside of your party. In Gorgon, a lot old MMOs, um, you just run into the dungeon and it's just like what you were describing. You're down there farming those four things a stranger comes in and they're in the same space that you are. Yep. And now I remember, now I really remember what actually convinced me to like, start going. 
to, oh. to like really dig in where I was like, okay, I am actually going to have fun with this. And that was, Hey Walker, do you know our podcast is almost big enough to start selling ads? Yeah, I had noticed that. So what do you think? Should we go mattress company, VPN, some mobile game? Uh, I was kind of thinking maybe coffee. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some good free trade local. No, no, no. Like Ko-Fi, like donations. Oh, oh, right. So, so we, we do ads for Ko-Fi and for coffee. I mean, I guess that could work, but I was thinking that people could support the show with really small donations about the cost of a cup of coffee. And then we could skip talking talking about mattress companies or mobile games and just keep all of that content out of the show, uh, they can just head over to our Ko-Fi page over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S-Pod and contribute to us there. Oh, I get it. So you're saying even if our listeners donated a single dollar over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S-Pod, it would go a long way towards funding the podcast. And in the future, we could even offer cool things like merch or rewards and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's definitely one way that we can pay our bills, keep our mics hot and keep the show going. And if they can't donate, that's okay too let's just let him get back to enjoying the show uh the first dungeon that i was doing outside mm. of the training area when uh because i had gone in a couple of times like farms and i was like i don't know about this i don't know i i wasn't trying to get to the boss or anything i didn't know there was a boss i was kind of farming some stuff down there and i was a i was just standing in the front or no uh, there was like a there's a few chests that respawn like every hour with like decent loot in them um, and so I was like going and hitting up a couple of them and four deer approached me and uh, were like all like run up and corner my character. And then in, in like dungeon chat, they're all like, hey, hey, you, hey, hey, like all of them. And so like their the little chat bubbles are appearing above their heads. They're all just like, hey, 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 you, 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 hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. Do you want to learn? Do you want to learn necromancy? <laughs> just like what like yeah kid yeah kid do you want to come on come with us come with us and come learn. we're gonna go learn necromancy like like four deer have cornered me in a dungeon and are peer pressuring me to learn how to raise the dead right right so i was like yeah sure <laughs> and then yeah. they just send me a group invite because apparently that dungeon the dungeon boss there's like a sequence of things after you beat the dungeon boss that if you do it just right you can unlock necromancy and yeah so they just four deer got like half a dozen of us low-level underlings who had no idea what we were doing to join their party and go learn necromancy together and that was when i was like oh that just that's that's not a story that happens anywhere else it's the closest thing to like a D encounter that i'd ever experienced in a video game yeah, well, and that's, yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say on the heels of that is that it, I think that Gorgon, because of how how many different systems there are, because it's not competitive, um, I think the game lends itself to RPing in ways that a lot of other MMOs don't naturally do. Now, that being said, you know, Final Fantasy XIV, I think, is propped up in large amounts by people who just log into RP. Right. Um, wow. Had RP servers and different, you know, different communities that were just invested in the RP, but the game didn't really support it. They're just in the game chatting and kind of making it all up. Whereas in this, they really are dear. Yep. They really do want you to help them unlock necromancy, yep. <laughs> which is a real skill. Like 
Well, and because I think it's to some extent, I think it's because it's not a widely, a hugely popular game. Yes. And again, because there's no PvP, my encounters with the community at least are more silly. Not that everyone's always being ridiculous, but just right. There's kind of a I don't know a fun easiness to well, it. Well, and all. even the game lends itself to like because like i had a similar experience in sea of thieves right we talked about like using the dog as a shield which worked (laughs) and then uh the worm eating rapscallions right right but that was that was pretty rare i think in general gorgon like i did unlock deer for a while because one of the world events has a boss that turns you into a deer Ah. um and so you could get turned back like everybody got like a turn back juice or just got turned back when the boss died. But I played the world event multiple times. And so I kept getting that happen to me. Um, So I happened to unlock one of the skills, which was like doe eyes. And it's just like it. Of course, the icon is like a, a pixel art, like not great pixel art, not bad, but not great. Yeah. Of this, like, deer with, like, giant anime eyes. Right. And it's like, uh, you look so cute and innocent that other creatures have a hard time hurting you. Like, gain 20 defense for 10 seconds or something like that. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's silly without being, like, it doesn't lean on silliness. Not every character you interact with is some quirky stereotype. But right. it's like there is some silliness thrown in and it's frequent enough that I think it kind of primes the community for like that. We don't take ourselves too seriously, but not everything is like a space quest joke, you know? Yeah. Well, and like there's, there's a mechanic where, um, you know, you can do quests for NPCs in the game, like where you run around and go collect 10 balls of cotton or I don't know. Um, But then there's also this mechanic where you can hang out with them. And it's not always available, but some NPCs will let you hang out with them. And what that is, is that when you go offline, the offline time is spent doing the hangout. So if the hangout is an hour, as long as you're offline for an hour, uh, then you will complete the hangout. And then that will give you rewards and favor with that NPC and whatever. (laughs) One of the NPCs that I hung out with, and it's not just called hangout as a default. Like they actually list an activity. Like sometimes you might, patrol an area or you might help them hunt boars in the area or whatever again it's all happening offline so you don't see any of it one of the npcs activities for hanging out was um pick weeds in their garden while they complain at me for three hours (laughs) 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 it's just like what (laughs) what activity is that and they'll they'll oftentimes have like when you complete the hangout you'll get like a little up to, I guess, like, a, maybe at most a paragraph, but a couple of sentences of, like, yeah. a joke about the event. Right. And what what happened. Yeah. And you know, so I, I definitely, I had one that I think, like, experiment with memory altering, or, like, uh, memory altering potions. Yep. And I just legit got a debuff for an hour that, like, <laughs> I earned, like, 25% of the XP that I would normally get. And they give this, like, who was, what was, and what was my name? And who's the president? And what is, oh, okay, you're, you're back. This is good enough. <laughs> and then it's just like, what? <laughs> yep. And yeah, well, it even also, sometimes it will put a status effect on you. Like if you look up in your buffs and debuffs mm-hmm. area that has a name and a description, but then says, 
this doesn't actually have any impact on your mm-hmm. character. It's just for role play. This is an RP effect. Yeah. So it's like they they also try and and you know push people in that direction. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it it it's pretty awesome. One thing that's different about it as well is there's not any raids. Um, yes. The largest group size you can have is six. Yeah. And in reading the dev blog recently, they said that they, at least as of now, have no intention of raising the group size beyond that um they think that the content is best balanced around a group of six and that's what they want to keep it which you know if you're someone that's into you know 10 to 20 person rating uh especially in a game like final fantasy or wow where the rating is very much a big part of the end game then maybe that wouldn't be appealing for me i actually don't want to be in a raid guild i don't want to commit that level of time uh to it so to me, it's really attractive that it's a six-person group. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually have to have a dedicated full-spec tank and a dedicated full-spec healer. Like, right. You can kind of do some hybrids and get away with it, um, which I think is more enjoyable because it lends itself to being able to see and do the content without having to promise one night a week you'll only play this game. <laughs> right. Well, and I think some of the other stuff that really kind of hits me about it is like so i did eventually join a guild um and that guild i also joined that guild's discord um and there's not a lot there's it's a very laid-back guild they don't really they ask that you like log in once every week or something just to get points for logging in and then occasionally if you like they do track like how much people are like donating and whatnot but you're not asked to donate they just ask, like, if you have high-level crafting skills to post them and be available to sometimes craft or craft stuff for the guild. And that that was just it. It's just, like, unlike a Diablo, most of the best gear in the game is player-crafted. Yeah. And, and like, having, like, finding, gear, like, new player-leveling gear that's unaffiliated. So a lot of gear that drops will drop with your skills in mind. So like if I have knife fighting and fire skills on my hotbar and a piece of chest gear drops, there's a pretty good chance that it has knife fire or both and a fairly low chance that it has literally anything else. But so that actually makes it kind of hard to trade gear with other players because they're like, oh, well, here's a chest piece, but it requires level 40 psychology and level 20, you know, cow skill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's like, well, I don't have cow, so I'm just, I can't wear that gear. Right. And, but you can craft gear that has no affiliation. And it's like, it's more expensive to do that. But so like getting unaffiliated gear and you could always like enchant it to be player specific later, but like it can start out as just raw gear. And that stuff is crazy. Even for like low level stuff is pretty expensive. And I just thought that that was I don't know. I thought that was neat, I guess. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it it is interesting. Well, and and then they have a whole um, kind of like reforging system where you can Mm -hmm. I think it's transmuting, but you can re-roll the stats on gear so if you do find gear that's not to your liking you can re-roll the stats on it um to try and get a better version of it or whatever well there's transmuting and then there's also augmenting which right. is like taking like if a piece of gear has a, a skill or effect that you like 
you could destroy the whole piece of gear to get just that effect off of it and carry that effect as a gem that you could then slot into another piece of gear later. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then and then transmute it from there to try to re-roll it. Like Right. Yeah, the amount of the amount of um depth to all of those systems is I don't know. To me it's it's pretty impressive. Um and then there's just a ton of little things like okay, there's gardening, which I don't actually know that I've played gardening in another MMO where I in real time grow a crop, not something where I plant it and come back eight hours later and now it's done. Uh, but within like a minute, you can grow a plant. But even assuming that's somewhere else, um, the other thing that I'm not familiar with anywhere else is that you can then play music, which is its own set of skills yep. to play performative music uh, to your plant. And it has a chance to give extra harvest <laughs> when you harvest and it. And the more people playing, the more different types of instruments, because the each each player within a certain radius playing an instrument adds that bonus to a plant. So I think it's like 10% bonus to, to, to get a, a second, you know, pick or whatever. Right. But then if there's an, uh, not the same instrument, but different instruments, each one will add a 10% boost. So you could get up to like a 50% boost or something by having Wild. a whole band playing in the garden. Well, and it does the sea of thieves thing where yep. it syncs the songs that you're playing together so that, it doesn't sound like just some random cacophony of two people or five people are playing right. something. It puts them all in sync. And well, and I think the song. thing beyond Sea of Thieves that I like is that you don't just have the instrument. And I guess it Sea of Thieves has the instrument and the, you, the songs are all different. In, in Gorgon, it's kind of the same song, but you can play different melodies yes. or background sounds or like accent noises or whatever with the instrument and you just kind of choose like what part you like are you a harmony are you a melody are you more percussion like even if you're a string instrument maybe you have just kind of a plucky background noise or whatever so you like pick the role that you want the instrument to play to change the song up to right yeah i really like how that like that was really kind of a neat mechanic to throw on top of it but again i got it like stringed instruments up to level 10 and it's like okay you got to find somebody else before you can get a harp like right. you've got to find the the person that can teach you stringed instruments 11 and yep. and sell you a harp and it's like what what <laughs> <laughs> yep yep well and then there's you know there there are survival-esque mechanics where so you don't have to eat and drink but the eating and drinking, it's not drinking, I guess. It's eating meals and snacks, which anyway. Um, but cooking and then subsequently yeah. eating and consuming the food items is tied to how quickly you regenerate mana, uh, stamina, and health in and largely out of combat. So if you yep. don't have, if you're not eating, and even if you are eating, but you're not eating food that's close to your combat level for whatever right. skills you have, it's just a really long time to regen all of those things. Yeah. You're not going to be able like, to use your abilities effectively because yeah. you'll be draining your power faster than you. It's yeah. kind of a Valheim system in that way. It is. It is. It's not quite as brutal as Valheim because your max HP is not 25. If you didn't need a right. right. I mean, it's, minutes. it's kind of close that like, you don't regen at all. You may, your max HP is based on your gear, but your regen is based on your food. So if you have, if you don't have any food on you at all, like you just don't regenerate health. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, but it's cool because it prompts you to care about the food and, you know, I don't, it matters, but it's also 
it's also not if you forgot to eat for 10 like if you're not fighting if you're just running around the town it doesn't matter that you didn't eat oh yeah no you're fine right so it's not as tedious as it would be in a survival game but then for example there's the the cold mountains or whatever the snowy mountains and if you go there you just take temperature damage basically like you just get cold and then we'll start to die from that and so you have to either have skills available that can warm you up or certain or gear that specifically is designed to warm you up um and so i think it's neat to see little survivally mechanics like that kind of tossed into it but not put front and center right yeah and it's not like yeah you're not going to starve to death right you're not going to take that damage and like there's and have it like there's a lot of foods that offer other additional bonuses too right like and the same way, like, I, I, I did like the, so like the unarmed combat skill it has its own set of abilities and stuff. Um, and, but then there's meditation, which is its own separate skill. And uh, outside of that will give you combos for the unarmed skill where it like it it gives you like three different combos and chaining those together have different effects based on your meditation level and what meditation you did right and then to get but each meditation only lasts for like an hour so if you want them to last longer you have to get meditation stools which are made by carpenters and you (laughs) sit on the stool while you meditate and it uses the stool up but then increases it by a multiplier of like four or five or whatever so you could have it last for 10 hours ah and like it's uh yeah it's just like this like rapidly increasing skill right yeah and it's wholly unique to unarmed like you don't also use meditation with sword fighting or with whatever else um yeah i don't know it's really cool i i I would also you know I, i would add it's on steam um so you don't have to go somewhere weird to try it out it's it does have a subscription available, which is actually only very recent. It does not require the subscription, and the subscription gives very limited benefits. It doesn't give extra XP or extra loot. It yeah, you're not you, moving faster. Yeah, yeah. You, you get a little bit of extra inventory space, which arguably is useful. Um, and then, and then, actually, other than that, it's there's just not that much like there's there's a few reporting things you can do yeah, you get access to more of the like excel type stuff like data stuff. and data and yeah and like yeah. there are a couple of minor things that you get like you said for like the storage is probably the biggest one um yep. but then outside of that it's mostly to continue supporting the devs right exactly so there's no pressure for that um and the other thing i would add is that you can download the demo which is when you start the game, you start on, on an island that's separate from the main continent. That's the tutorial island. And you can download that entirely free. It is fully there. You're not limited in any way. Yeah, no. Island. Yeah, you get to do the whole tutorial island. And there's a yep. lot going on. It's it's not everything that like the game has to offer, but I think it's enough that it'll give you... Especially, like you'll get an idea for combat and a little bit of an idea of how dungeons run. And yeah. like if that if you can't take that, then yeah, you're probably not going to enjoy the rest of the game. If you enjoy that, there's a lot more to the game than just what's going on there. Well, when you drop on the tutorial island, it just tells you basically right away, like, 
hey, your job is to get off the island. But there's not a guy with an exclamation point over his head waiting to give you a series of 10 quests that will take you off the island. And so instead, it's like the idea is that you just kind of explore and interact with stuff and figure it out. Yeah. And there's more than there's more than one way off, too. Yeah, I think there's, there's multiple different ways. Three, maybe more. Yeah, there's like three or four. Um, but the game just says flat out, look, this is, as Brett put it, this is a primer for what this game is. If you think that this is fun, like if you were like, wow, that was neat, then the rest of the game is a better version of yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's a way cooler version of what's going on there. If you think it's tedious or it doesn't make sense or it sucks, then you probably shouldn't buy it because... Yep the rest of the game is a better version of that. So right. There's just more of this going on. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, all of that, just to say that it's also very low risk other than time spent um, to try it out. And I don't know. Yeah. Especially for anyone that liked old MMOs or that, that thinks that MMOs would be cooler if there was a better RP side to them. Uh, I think Gorgon's definitely worth a look. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything that I want in, like, craft. it's, like, basically Eve's crafting system. <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean, and layered on top of a more fantasy, more kind of laid back, not so, it is not, not in any way. PvP yeah, game. Yeah, right, right. Right. Like, <laughs> death, death is a skill that you earn XP in by dying to new things. Not just dying yep. to the same thing, but every time you die into something new, you get a first death bonus. Yep. And so and you get bonuses for dying. There's yep. all kinds of things that you can get for leveling up your dying skill. Like yep. <laughs> yep. there's there's so many things. And I think that is one of the other things that I do want to mention. So I mentioned the world events. The, the whole game is made by like two primary coders. It's a husband and wife team. And then like a small team of mods, admins, and a couple people that have like bug fixed. Um but that means that the entire game has that like indie server feel of like yep. a Minecraft server, or I think I've talked about it about like uh, like space engineers or whatever, where the admins are running events. That's just what happens. There'll be a weekend event, or even there was one that just happened where like somebody was like, "Oh hey, so and so admin is on." And they're like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? And everybody, of course, worships the admin. So there's like five minutes of cacophony and chat. And they're like, well, I'm here for a very special reason. And everybody's like, what? And they're like, yeah, I heard George was having uh, was having some heartburn troubles. And everybody's like, oh, no. And it just chat just explodes. And all of the vets are like, get to Cerebral Keep. Wherever you are, get to Cerebral Keep world event. And I'm like, What? And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm, I'll go see what I can get there. So I'm going to go see what this is. And chat is just like, like fast mode chat, just a million miles an hour. So I'm get there. I'm waiting around and everybody's like, suddenly there's like a hundred players mm-hmm. all in the keep, like buffing. I've got instantly like 30 buffs on me. And I'm like, what's going on? And everybody's like, all hail George, all hail George. It's just like going through chat. And then these like 50 foot tall sea monsters start raiding the keep. Wow. And yeah, it's just like, go kill, go kill the monsters, go kill the monsters and get real. Yeah. Like if you touch, if you deal one damage to it, you can get a reward. And so it's just, and these things have like a million HP 
and then after like 10 of after he fought like 10 of them a giant one called george spawned ah and and like they were like bre- they're like oh god they're breaching the keep like they were trying to like break into the keep kind of thing and yeah and then after his de- i got tons of like really high level loot and gear and crafting materials that i had no idea how to deal with uh like a ton of xp and whatnot and then I had some buffs. Some of my buffs lasted for like a day <laughs> like mm. because really high level characters are casting crazy spells. And it's just like that was at like 1 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Like, right. Just because one of the devs popped in and wanted to cause some hell. Like, right. And it's like that. And that's it's there's one server. There's only the one server. That's the server. Yeah. And. I I got to experience that. It's like that doesn't you're not going to get that on a WoW server. Like on every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, the devs host a poetry reading event in the inn in Serbial Keep, which I've gone to a few times. And yeah, they there's p- players put out raffles where they offer really mm-hmm. expensive items for a very low price. You know, a raffle to chance to win. Um, the devs put out beer kegs and stuff everywhere, so everyone gets hammered. And yep, which is also another skill. And I thought was cool. Alcohol affects every player uniquely. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. So every like everybody will get like the word distortion stuff, but how it distorts your words and then what else happens, like how your drunk effect is, is unique to your player. Hmm. Like, yeah, I know on my character, there's uh, it it definitely reorganizes my hot bars. Um, Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't put new abilities on them, but like whatever one through six is, for example, gets mm-hmm. jumbled around. So oh, wow. six is now on two, and one is on four, and I can redo, <laughs> I can fix it. But as long as I'm drunk, it'll re jumble it again. Oh, that's until hilarious. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's pretty silly, um, but yeah, like the poetry reading thing. Literally, there's a you know a hundred people in the inn, and people go up to a podium with a book. And you click on the podium and then you can type a poem into the book. You can also copy and paste it from the Internet. You don't have to literally type a poem. Um, And some people just type garbage text and it's not anything. But whatever. And then it literally pops up as a prompt on everyone else in the end screen. And they read the poem and then they get to judge it. And then it doesn't matter how well the poem was received for how much XP you get for delivering it. Um, But yeah, everyone's getting XP for listening to the poems and rating them and for reading the poems. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It, there's just, yeah, there's not, I've, I've not seen anything else like that. <laughs> it, like the music and dance also have music and dance appreciation. Yep. That for the longer that you stand and interact with people playing music and or dancing that the just, that's your experience boost. And it'll go up by like hour chunks at a time yep. for like every five minutes that you spend there, you get an hour boost. depending on like how many people are dancing, how many people are playing music, how many variety of instruments all factor into how much XP boost you get for how long. Yeah. And like, that's, I don't know. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's wild. Um, Well, I will, I will say, I think Gorgon matters. You know, we've really just outlined it throughout the whole episode. It's just a wholly unique MMO that kind of bucks a lot of the popular trends in MMOs but I think seeks to offer something that there is an audience for myself being one of those people um, where it's just this really fun kind of like adventure exploration game Mm -hmm. 
more than than I think most MMOs allow the player to, to do because most MMOs are worried that if they don't hold the player's hand, they'll quit. Um, right. And the truth is, is that a game like Final Fantasy fourteen or WoW cannot exist with a player base the size of Gorgon because no. there's too much cost involved in just the development team, right? right. Like, well, um, and I think that's that's a huge deal with not having PvP is there's no balance patches for PvP. You don't have to constantly balance the meta. So you just can go dev other stuff. Yeah, well, and when they do balance it, it's to make the encounters more fun or engaging or challenging right. or whatever, not, yeah, just because someone's winning all the PvP fights. And, and now the secondary effect of that is well, now your dungeon fights are ruined right? <laughs> yeah. because this class had to get rebalanced. Anything else you wanted to say about it? Um, Yeah, just I think like you, you mentioned the poetry slams. I think there's there's a few other different types of events that are locked to. There are a few permanent like you can change your combat skills at any time, but there are a few things that are permanent um, that you can't undo about your character. Um and those things all come with specific, like, random events that can happen that lock your character into a certain way. Like, like druids, uh, if you become a druid, during druid events, which are kind of like a, a special world event for that druids can only take part in, and they're the only ones notified of, um, during that event, you don't gain XP for anything else that you do. If you're not participating in defending the tree of life or whatever those events mm -hmm. are. Um, so if you're not doing your duty, then you're not, you don't get XP for it. Right. In the same way, like poetry slams, I think you have to participate in so many of them as a bard to like, uh, to level up or like yeah, to get it, certain bard skills. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, it's not an amount of poetry slams, but there's a, it's like oratory, uh, performance or something like that. Right. It's the idea of you reading it. And yeah, that, that is required at some point to continue leveling up Bard. Um, yeah. Crazy. So there's, there's that. I think there's some with like, like Canthropy and a few others for the most part, everything, everybody can do everything. I think you can be all of the things, Yeah, um, but then you just have all of those restrictions on your character. So, right. Yeah. Like with the werewolf, you can, if you become a werewolf, the the game has a day and night cycle that's mm -hmm. not real time. No. It happens much faster than that. But there's a real moon cycle mm -hmm. in it. And it, once you hit the period where it's a full moon for three days or whatever, you cannot not be a werewolf for those three days. Like, again, right. it's in-game time. It's not real world. But, but it's yeah. three hours or whatever. Right. Like... But you're just stuck. And so then you can't go to towns and can't mm -hmm. do a lot of the stuff that you normally would be able to. But that's kind of the trade-off for you get to be a werewolf, which is super yeah, cool. Yeah, which is super cool. So, so I don't know. Uh, I, I will have to say sound design is one of the things that this game actually frustrates me with. Oh. <laughs> I do like the music stuff, uh, but there's a lot of high-pitched squeeches and, and screams yeah. and laser blast sound effects that are not chiptune, but like PS1 style you know, right. early 2000s, late 90s sound effects. Um, they're a little grating. I'm kind of sensitive to high-pitched noises. I kind of mm. don't... Spider screams. Sp the, lot, the spider screams is most of the early The spider game. screams is, is rough, and you've <laughs> spent a lot of hours farming spiders, so I think yes. you might be specifically sensitive to that right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, outside you're of that. You're not wrong though. You're not wrong. <laughs> so yeah, no, outside of that, the sound sound design, music design, great. Sound design, kinda iffy. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's um fair. but no, but no. It's I think it's a, a wonderful game. I think I wish that more games would try to it's not even that they're like breaking ground and doing the impossible. They made a game, a game that's fun. And that's all that they're really trying to do. Yeah. They're not trying. It's they're not. I think that they, the game style is silly and goofy in the same way that they're the game design is silly and goofy. It's like, it's a toy to have fun with. And and I think I wish that more games like I love serious games. I love serious storytelling and tight mechanics. But I think that there's room for something that's not just a stack of puns that like egregiously punny, but is also just kind of goofy and like yeah. kind of serious and has some tight mechanics and has some good gameplay, but then also has some some fun moments, some like. It's almost like the bloopers at the end of a Pixar movie, right? Mm. Like it was an animated movie. Why are there bloopers? But also this is great. I I like it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they are doing some groundbreaking stuff. I mean, it's not, it's not something that it's not like, um, it's not Minecraft, right? Where it's like, wow, this is something we didn't do before, but I think it's more akin to like Terraria where it's like, oh yeah. What if a game, we could do that with that. Yeah, work this way. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, again, check out the demo. It's free. There's no risk. So if you're interested at all, give it a look. I think the Terraria of MMOs is, is a perfect way to state that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, go do it. Go go get the demo. And then if you like it, you know, go ahead and just pay for it. So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash pod, Or just tell a friend about us, because word of mouth really does make a difference. All the links and our social accounts are available down in the show notes, and if you want to hear more content from either of us, Walker hosts The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests. 